0: You're listening to the Big League. A ton of stuff happened last night. I think the Leafs have to win that one.
1: This year, Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup championship. The Jays would pick up Bum Gardner from the
2: Giants. Whoa. Clyde, a huge game. Put up 30 points. You can't suspend him for that. Like, you
0: can look into I it as much. I you could. Toronto Raptors raise the banner.
2: If they get by Boston, do you think they have a legit shot at winning the Stanley Cup this year? You're listening to the Big League with Aiden Silphant and Connor Somerville. Welcome back to the Big League episode number three. Unfortunately, we had some audio issues at the beginning of this episode, and we will now pick up in mid-conversation with our guest caller from B.C., Nicholas Ivanchenko.
0: Three back-to-backs already. Um, they had, m- we're missing Tavares for two weeks. They haven't had Dermott for, what, up until like three games ago. Hyman is coming back hopefully this weekend. Um, there were some roster adjustments today to hopefully. Yeah, fit I'm that excited
1: in. about that.
0: Yeah, you need you want that grit uh yeah. to return? What do yeah,
1: you Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing for sure I think I think the Leafs are are lacking in grit. Um and I think Hyman is definitely going to be a key asset to winning us or helping us win more games and hopefully at the end of the year
2: Stanley Cup. Yeah, definitely. What do you think the lines could potentially look like when Hyman comes back? Do you think he just slots in right away with Tavares and Marner? Does he get put on, you know, the third line maybe to start off? What are your thoughts on that?
1: You know what? I'm I'm gonna say that he just he just goes right up there with Tavares and Marner. I think I think right now, I think right now the Leafs. Like based on how they were playing against the Kings, I thought they played pretty well against the Kings. With Hyman, they can, you know, they can only play, they can only play better. And it's not like a Nylander situation where he's coming in halfway through the season. So I don't know. I think I think that I think that Hyman's just going to jump in with with Marner and Tavares and just start kicking ass right away.
0: Okay, so you think he's going to slot in on the Marner line? You couldn't see them yeah. potentially. Throwing him in with uh, Matthews and Nylander, who have done all right with Janssen so far this year, but they have lacked that little bit of grit. Um, and maybe they use Tavares to supply that on the Mitch with Mitch Marner and Janssen. Could you see that happening?
1: You know, I do see where you're coming from. Um, the one thing that I will point out with that is, I feel like, you know. Just based on how Matthews and Nealander are playing right now, they're still kind of producing points. You know, like what was it? Matthews and Nealander both scored against the Kings. Yep. Um, there's two points right there. Uh, Matthews is another insane October. Um, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I, I think I think Marner's right now the one that needs a kick in the
0: ass. Okay. So, yeah, you're not liking how he's performing so far this season along with a lot of Leafs fans, even though he's putting up decent points. Mm-hmm.
2: He, is, he uh, is. I think I think it just has a lot to do with the money he's making and that entire offseason. The fans want him to be that elite winger. And he, he is putting up good numbers, but I, I guess the fans, they just want a lot more from him. Even John Tavares, like, he's not producing as many points as he did at this point last season. So that's also a bit concerning. Um, We'll see how he comes back with this this injury now, I guess. It might have affected him a bit against the Kings. He's wearing that pad on his glove. Um, So we'll see how he does in the next couple games. Um, So yeah, if if your opinion on the Leafs um, stays the same for a little bit and they do continue to struggle and not reach your expectations... Um, we've been talking a lot about a potential coaching change. Do you do you think that there there's one coming? Do you ever see uh, a possibility where the Leafs will get rid of Babcock?
1: Um, you know what? I don't think so. Not right now. I think I think that right now this is on the players, and this is on them underperforming. This this doesn't have to do with Badcock. Badcock's won a gold medal. He's won Stanley Cups. He's one of the most you know he's he's one of the best coaches in the NHL in in my opinion at least. And I don't think that you can just, you know, be like, Okay, yep, you're out of here. You know, the boys had a slow start, that's your fault. I think. I think that um I think the Leafs need to wake up a little bit, uh, get their whole team together get some chemistry going, you know, show, show the world, prove, prove the, prove to the world that you're the team that you really think that you are. And then, and then if, if all goes, or if all fails from there, so then you... I think it's time to start talking about co- uh, coaching change.
0: So you're okay with Babcock right now. Do you not think oh,
1: that... Oh, I'm, I'm more than okay with Babcock. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting.
0: Uh, no problem. But, you're talking about the lack of motivation. Doesn't that fall on the coach to motivate his players? Shouldn't he be facing a lot of heat for that? Uh, lack of motivation, the poor starts consistently that's happened throughout his entire tenure as Leafs coach?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he do bring up some fair points, but I mean... I don't know. In 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 just in my opinion, just based off of what I've seen, what I've what I've been watching through other networks. Um I've I've heard a lot of talk of a Babcock just being the loudest guy in the Leaf's bench right now. Which is like, you know, like at least there's been three what, three big hits back to back um against the Leafs players in, in three games. One against the Kings, the Canadians and the Flyers, right? And Badcock's
0: the only one yelling? I don't know. Uh, Gautier did get involved in one of those. Um, yes. He, was it the he did. Washington one? I think it was the um, Washington yeah. one. Uh, yeah. And but, then
2: the Kerfoot one.
0: And the Kerfoot one, that was a Nobody clean hit, really. though.
2: Yeah, it was a good hit.
0: I don't really think you could get mad at that because then you get an instigator, which is what the Leafs are trying to avoid.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, you
1: just, you just got to stand it. See, hey, I, I come from a very, like, hard-working hockey team, um, and my coach was always, you know what, like, stand up for your teammates. So that's that's just something that I'm not seeing in the leaps and I really wish I did see it.
2: So do you think that they have to go out and get some of those grittier players? Because, like, right now, if you look at their bottom six, they don't really have too many of those bigger guys who can, you know, hit bodies, stuff like that. Do you think that they need to add some more grit to the team, especially heading into the playoffs? And when you look at some of these bigger playoff teams like like Boston, they're going to play Boston probably again this season. Um, do you think they need to add some grit, or do you think that this forward core is fine with just being that skilled, fast, speedy, speedy team?
1: You know, I would say grit wouldn't hurt, but if, if this, skill can prove itself and it can show that it can beat these top tier teams that are also physical, then you know what? Then why add the grid? You don't really need it. But in my opinion right now, I think the Leafs need something. They need need someone like I don't know, Colton or
2: something.
0: (laughs) I don't think they need him, but (laughs) <laughs>
1: way way back in the day, someone someone like him just throw like throw Fraser McLaren,
2: ball. right? Fraser McLaren. Yeah, yeah,
1: Jay Rose something like that.
0: <laughs> what about Ryan Reeves? Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah, there we go. Ryan Reeves, you get like a second, third line player, and he
2: scraps. There you go. I don't know about second line, but yeah, third line. Uh, uh, he'd be a fourth well, liner on third. Yeah, he'd be a fourth but line on the Leafs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I was looking at their cat friendly last night. And their right-handed side of defense, I seem to remember, wasn't amazing. Who the Leafs or Vegas. Vegas. Okay. And potentially, if the Leafs were to do a Cody Cc Ryan Reeves basis of a trade, maybe Nick Patan goes that way. Although with Unless, him being yeah, he's probably going to get claimed. On waivers, Nick, did you
2: hear claimed. about did you hear about uh, Patan and Marinchen? They're on waivers. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, kind of yep. broke early this morning. Uh, yeah, like,
1: I saw it on I saw it on the score actually.
2: What What are your thoughts on that? Do you think Patan should have been given a, a bigger shot? Do you think they should have held on to him, or what are your thoughts?
1: Mm, honestly, I I kind of figured they were gonna they were gonna do something. I thought they were gonna shop him a little bit, but I mean, I guess putting him on waivers it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I think I think they should give like you know hopefully hopefully in the near coming games they are going to be doing this but i think that they should give Spezza a little bit of a better chance um you know he's been a captain in the nhl before he's he's had all this talk about him before in the nhl i think i think that i think that the leafs should give Spezza a chance or a bigger chance it, at least
0: even though he's rumored to be potentially one of the wavered forwards one time and comes back yeah. there's potential there yeah. it's just Where does he fit in?
2: Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff with our next guest, Matt. Uh, So first we want to thank Nick for coming on. Um, Early morning in BC, we appreciate your time. Uh, Any final remark before you head off?
1: Uh, Go Leafs, go. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show, guys. And, uh, yeah, I
2: hope everything's great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, man. All right. See you later.
0: So uh, that was interesting, uh, his whole Babcock point of view and the aspect of the leaf eating grit isn't exactly uncommon, but it also isn't what people sort of think when they think of the Leafs. Um, but now we are going to introduce our next guest, Matthew Ver... Verkike. 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 There we go.
2: We can ask him how to pronounce it. Um,
0: yeah, so... Like introduce Matthew Matt. How are you doing?
2: I'm pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Good, thanks. Good. Good uh, to have you on the
2: show, Matt. Vir- long time coming. Very kind. Very kind. Yeah, long
1: time no talk. Long time no
2: talk. <laughs> is um, that uh,
1: Talal on the intro?
2: That is Talal on the intro. Okay. Yes, he. I he, thought so. He, yes, uh, on like the uh, the back half of that intro. Yeah, he he closed it. At, he closed it off for us.
0: All right, I'll He's pretend I know
2: that. We, we had Jay. We had Jay on the intro too. Oh really? Yeah, he's just like, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the Stanley Cup championship. That was his quote from last season.
1: Uh, Yeah, that
0: was not a a fine moment in his career of predictions. But nonetheless, uh, you wanted to talk a lot more general hockey uh, on today's show. So I guess we were talking about Leafs and the Golden Knights potentially making a trade. So we can start there. Um, What are you thinking about for tonight's game? What do the Leafs have to do to pull a W out of the to rebound after a sort of disappointing win against the Kings?
1: Honestly, like, I don't know, when I look at the Leafs this year, like, they just have to, like, everyone knows they have it, right? Like, we have all the players. It's just something's going on. I think a lot of it's, like, look at Barry, for example. He's got, like, what, five points, right? Like, he can step up. Maybe he hasn't found his groove. I don't know, but, like, some work can be done, and it's just the players have to step up and sort of gel, because it is a different team from last year. It's a lot of different new faces, and and it's still early in the season. I think they got a lot of time to turn it around. I'm not too worried, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Tyson Berry. What do you think's going on with him? Because he's getting the ice time. He might not be getting the ice time on the power play, but he's still getting top yeah. four time, and... This guy hasn't really had a major slump in his NHL career. So do you think it's just, you know, getting used to Toronto, getting used to the coaching, or does he need to be bumped up with Riley to to do well? What what are your thoughts he's, on Barry?
1: I think that playing with Riley or more power play time, I don't know what it is, because he's an offensive guy. Sixty points he's put up before. Like, I don't know. He's also a minus five too, I'm pretty sure, so I don't know what it is. It's definitely the new team, for sure, and it's a lot, like, it's a different system from Colorado,
2: 100%. Yeah, um, for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, but he's he's also playing with the Leafs' best defenseman right now in Jake Muzzin. Like, I don't know how much we can put the blame on potentially yeah. playing with a better defenseman in Morgan Riley when Riley's been relatively yeah, ineffective agree. with CC, and mm-hmm. Muzzin's been excelling tenfold with... Uh, Barry. So. I think
2: Muzzin has more points. I think he has like double the points as Barry Muzzin's, right now. He's had a good Yeah, he's like ten points, and Barry has five. Jeez. Yeah, and also Muzzin's like he's the one of the best. He is the best penalty killer as well. So you, you can't put Tyson Barry there. Um, we can talk a little bit more about the Leafs' defensive core. Um, they don't have too many defensive defensemen um, other than Muzzin, I guess. Um, are you, are you worried about, at all about that? Or, like, even their penalty kill defense? Like, right now, they've probably got Riley playing some penalty kill time. Do you think he's getting too much of that? Do you think they need to add some defensive help? Like, defensive defenseman help, I guess I would say.
1: Yeah, like, that's always been a problem in Toronto. Like, if you look back in the, you know, the Matthews era, I think that's, like, defense has always been, like, the biggest issue, because they have all their offensive threats, and, I think I don't know. Like Barry was a good pickup, and you know, for that right-handed defenseman. I it's just I don't say like I think they need that balance of defense and offense. Like maybe that's something that could work.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to say, really. They need to add that like Ian Cole or that um...
0: something similar to what Boston's doing right now, uh, having that crazy good line of Pasternak Bergeron combined with the defensive. Awareness of Charlie McAvoy and Tory Krug, potentially.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like McAvoy doesn't put up huge numbers, but he's he's a solid defenseman.
0: Solid. They still got Zedano Chara. It's Grizzly, Brandon
2: Brandon Carlo. Yeah, Chara just played what, his fifteen hundredth game. Yes, yeah, fifteen hundredth. Yeah. Um good for him.
0: But yeah, you who do you think is the best line in hockey mentoring the pasternak Berger on line? Because it's really between probably that line and maybe the McDavid, the McDavid play, uh, not play, Harvey. Harvey's playing in Finland. Uh, Drysaitel dry and James Neal, I assume, is playing on that. I one. don't know if it's Drysaitel with McDavid. I don't know
1: exactly what it is, but like, if you look, like, who's the better duo, Pasternak and Marshon, or Drysaitel and McDavid?
2: Man, that's a tough one. I think Pasternak's right. what leading the league in points right now, and Marshan's probably like fourth or third, but same yeah, with same they, with McDavid and yeah. Dreisidal they're both up there. Yeah. That's so actually a pretty good well, debate we could have.
0: Right now the Oilers top line is Leon Dreisidel, Connor McDavid, and Sam Gagne.
2: Sam Gagne. Oh guy, yeah, you made the retreat.
0: Uh Neil is playing on the second line with Nugent Hopkins and Zach Cassian.
2: Hmm. I think Neil's gonna slow down. Yeah. As soon as he gets taken off that McDavid line he's he's slowing down.
0: He's already yeah. off it. I, did he score a lot of power play points? I assume he scored a lot of power play points.
2: Probably not as much as uh, Victor Olofsson, though, and he's slowing down now, because he got what like six. I think his yeah, first six,
1: six goals.
2: His first six NHL goals were all on the power play. All the, yeah.
0: I guess when you're playing okay. with McDavid and all that'll happen.
2: No, that no Olufsen. This is Buffalo. Oh. I... Victor Golovson.
0: Oh, go Okay, I am gonna pretend I know who that is. You, I have you don't no know idea. who that is. No, <laughs> really, I <have> no idea.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, dude, you could name, well, uh, on... kind of yeah, but... name half the team. Oh,
1: he's kind of falling off
2: now. Yeah, he's falling off now, but you could
0: name half the team on Buffalo, and I wouldn't know who they are.
2: Yeah, okay, I don't. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> like Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo's gonna slow down too. They they're off to a good start, but they're gonna slow down. We'll talk about some other Canadian teams. Edmonton, we've already kind of touched on, but what about Vancouver? Vancouver's an Ooh. interesting story so far this year. Um in net they kind of have like a one two with Demko and and Markstrom. Uh Patterson's doing good. Horvat's looking really good, just got named Captain. You um Captain? Yep. Do you think Vancouver is for real? I
1: think I think Vancouver's making the playoffs to be honest with you. I go out on a limb and say that. Like I don't know. They have all the young talent. They're all gelling well. I think if they picked up like a couple more assets, like look at their defense though. Who do they have on defense, right? Like Alex Edler,
0: Tyler Myers.
1: Yeah. Tyler Myers.
2: Quinn yeah. Hughes. Quinn Hughes.
1: Oh, yeah. Quinn Hughes. Yeah.
0: yeah. That nobody. <laughs> I think he is he yeah, injured or is he, is
2: he? I think he just came back from injury. Quinn Hughes.
0: I think he just came Alex. back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they have
1: What's going on with Jack Hughes?
2: Yeah, true. What's going on with Hughes and Kako? Kako, Kako doesn't seem Kako to be. Too. Yeah, well, I think Hughes has like four points in his last three games, so it's like better than his first five games or whatever it was. Um, yeah. yeah, I was saying like in that f- first five games, I thought he was a bust, like right away. I just think like yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would, I would take Kako over Hughes, um, and I've been saying that yeah. for a while. I think Kako is more of a complete player. I think he's he's a bit more of a power forward too. I think he has a better shot. I think the only difference is that Hughes is um, a center, and that's why he got taken first.
1: Right. So because they have they have the scoring winger, they have Hall. He is differently. I don't think Hughes. I think that was a bad draft year, to be honest. Like he's a good second line center, but and um, they they wanted that number one guy. I just don't know if he's it. I don't know if Jack uses, like, what they were hoping for, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't it a little early to judge, though, when it is, you yeah. look at who he's playing with and Pavel Zaka and Nikita Gusev? Those aren't exactly marquee names. They're good, but they're not, like, Taylor mm-hmm. Hall-level good, who's Nico is currently playing with. So could it come down to that? And same thing with Capo Kaku who's playing on a pretty bad mm-hmm. New York Rangers team.
2: I think he's getting a shot, though. I know Zabanajad's injured right now, so I think Kakko may have been moved up with Strom to play with Ryan Strom, and Ryan Strom's having a good year, too. Um, mm. I know Kakko is not he, getting...
0: Sorry yeah, his, sorry to cut you off. He's yeah, yeah. third line. Kakko is third line. Brett Howden and Brendan Lemieux. Okay, that's not good. Li- that's not a good line. Pavel Zbucinevic above him, and Jesper Fast playing on the first line with Strom and Panarin. Mm-hmm. Why so wouldn't
1: you put him on the... Like with I mean, maybe when Zabinejad comes back, it'll look different. But I don't know. I would put him with, like more talent than that, you know. Yeah.
2: I know that they tried him out with I believe it was Zabanejad and Panarin. Um, after the first three games or something, they decided to to move him down to I think the second line, and then I guess now he's on he's on the third line now. Um, so he's not really getting much of a, a chance. I know he got a goal and an assist. Uh, two nights ago. So I guess that was probably on the third line, so good for him for still putting up some points. Um who do you think is in the running for the Calder trophy right now? Uh if you look at some guys um on defense, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, um, Ilya Mikhaeev on the Leafs, I don't think that's happening. Oh, that's uh, yeah.
0: definitely not happening.
2: Um, yeah, who's who who do you think's the front runner for that race?
1: Is Carter Hart uh considered like I know he played last year, but how many like, games? I mean, even... Threshold
0: it, of games?
2: I don't know if he's considered, I mean, you know, but really, Carter Hart? I don't know.
0: Yeah, Philadelphia, I don't
2: think, uh I don't think he'd be in consideration.
0: Yeah, is, it like, is Philly doing bad to see him pretty sure like, Uh, They have 18 point or 16 points in 14 games. They're, what is that, fifth? And, like, Hart's not even the, the
2: starter, I would say. Like, he's kind of, like, 1-2 and two with Elliot.
1: Oh yeah.
0: yeah, I don't. I don't think. Oh. I'm not sure Hart would count, and I don't think they'd give it to a goalie. Is Ben no Bennington? Bennington's well, Bennington. Not. Bennington. Bennington was not. last year. Yeah, he wasn't. And was. And he made ben comments. That
1: he didn't. Yeah, like he was pissed off. Right,
0: made comments yesterday saying he thought he deserved it. Yeah, when in reality he didn't. <laughs>
2: like. Yeah, Patterson definitely deserved it.
0: Yeah. Um, but other than. I don't that, know. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what we're, we're, we're going to talk about next? So we got we got like three minutes left here with Matt. Um. Anything else you want to touch on? I know you're a big Penguins fan. Yeah. Um, I ask? Yeah. Exactly. I was no. I was going to ask you like, what are your thoughts on the Penguins? You know, they survived that first month without Evgeny Malkin. Sidney Crosby looks like a beast. Um, yeah. They added them. Added Galchenyuk in the off season. He's kind of got to find his groove now with Malkin. Do you think they're in a good place right now?
1: I don't. I personally like I'm diehard, right? And I don't know. Like I'm hopeful, and I think they are. Like they've, this would be the 14th consecutive year. You know, I just I don't see it not happening when you have both Crosby and Malkin healthy and Tang. Like they've had worse teams like in the past that have made it. You know, to decent playoff depths, and I think they can if they stay healthy. I know Latang was going through some stuff too, and um, I don't know. Matt Mary is just sometimes he's a 10 out of 10 goaltender, and sometimes uh, he just really gives me the scares, you know. And I think that's like got to be one of the biggest factors if they're going to go to the playoffs this year is, is goaltending for sure. But other than that, like the team is pretty much the same from the back-to-back uh, championships. Um, I think I think so but I know a lot of people think differently, so.
0: Are you worried at all about Chris Letang's health as he's now got another injury to add to the 15,000 he's already had in his career?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty worried. I don't know. If, he's, if he stays healthy and plays a full 82, like, it's clear that he's one of the best defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. He puts up the numbers and he plays with that grit, but it's just... I don't understand how someone could have so many injuries. He's just like a piece of glass
2: on the ice. So fragile. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with you. I think that the Penguins, they survived that Evgeny Malkin injury. Um, Yeah, and I think Chris Letang is a Norris-caliber defenseman if he stays healthy. Um, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be okay, and I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, It is a tough Metro division this year, but I think they'll be able to hang on. Uh, Matt... We've, uh, we've loved having you on. Any last final remarks before you head off?
1: Um, I don't know. Let's hope for another championship in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, and hopefully the Leafs can pick it up a bit. But, yes.
2: hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. it. Your voice. All thanks right. a lot, man. Have a good one.
0: So that was interesting. We had the first, probably first, Pens fan on the podcast. Um, as Rachel Dory says a lot, uh, how can you count out Cindy Crosby, the guy is just too good to not count out. I, I find it hard to believe that Pittsburgh won't make the playoffs. But when you have Jack Johnson, anything's possible. So
2: man, who cares? They're gonna get rid of Jack Johnson. I bet
0: they are not gonna get rid of Jack Johnson.
2: But like, that's one player. But you can play that's, a first round. That, that's to get rid that's of him. one player. The Leafs had Jake Gardner for how many years? They had Roman Polak. Jake they Gardner's a good. They had good. Martin Marincin. Yeah, but like, okay, he's better than Jack Johnson. But no, he he's not. Good. He's not good. I disagree, but well, maybe we're gonna, we're our gonna next get a, guest to settle in, this no, okay. Jay, for us. T- Tyler Moore loves to talk Jake Gardner, but I, don't, I was not planning on bringing this up. But uh, yeah, we'll give him a ring here. You guys, you guys know him. Um,
0: yeah, they can't hear the ringing because that would be way too loud. Uh, uh-huh. But how has he been doing in Carolina so far this year? Is he still dealing with those injuries? Uh, I think like he
2: has. I think he has like Tyson Berry numbers. I don't know. I don't think he's dealing with the injuries. I think he's handled himself pretty good. Um, so yeah, we got we got Tyler on the line now, calling in from Ottawa. Tyler, welcome back uh, to the big league.
1: Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's great to be back. I like the name change, and uh, yeah, happy to be back on.
2: Amazing.
0: Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, so, Jake Gardner, what are your <laughs> thoughts on him?
1: Jake Gardner. What about him? i uh, <laughs> happy, happy he's gone.
0: Wow. Way less
1: stressful season for me. Um, glad, I mean, I think he's doing pretty well in uh, Carolina. I haven't really looked at his stats recently, but uh, I'm glad he's doing well. Just uh, far off of our roster.
2: Little bit of a surprise question <laughs> there for you off the top.
0: <laughs> Bring back those fond, fond Jake Gardner giveaways. Oh, yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, news broke this morning that uh, Nick Patan and Martin Marincin have been waived. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I mean, not completely unexpected. I just I don't think Patan's really uh, a good player. I mean, he was a former second-round pick, but uh, it looks like he hasn't really panned out. And uh, Marincin is just not an NHL defenseman, I don't think, for most of the teams in the league. Um. So, yeah, I I heard that uh, I did some reading today. Apparently they were trying to work on a trade for uh, Kyle Clifford from the Kings, potentially one or both of those guys going over to the Kings uh, in exchange for Clifford. So I guess that trade kind of fell through. I'm trying to get a bit more grit on their roster. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sad to see either of them go.
0: That would have been really nice. Yeah, where did you see that? Because I hadn't seen that today yet, and I've been all over Twitter. I think it was on uh, NHL Trade Rumors, I think it's called. Okay. okay. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. I don't know
2: what their sources are. I but, don't trust but... that site at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that would actually be a pretty interesting pickup. It I would think, be. I, don't... I think last year when they were trying to get, when they got Muzzin, I think Clifford was in rumors as well for that trade. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Kyle Clifford would be a, a perfect add. And, yeah, I wouldn't mind trading Patan and Marinchen for them. Um,
0: well, I assume somebody... Somebody else would have to be a part of the deal because I don't think he could just give up Patan and Marinchin for. How much Kyle is Clifford, Clifford making, though? That's what I was just looking up now. Because I think
2: he's making like a decent, like maybe two mil or two and a half.
0: Kyle Clifford is making. Where the Where is he? Is he injured right now? Oh, no, there he is. He is making 1.6. Okay. So how does that
2: fit into their cap situation then?
0: It wouldn't. Yeah, uh, so they would have to... It, it would probably have to include... I'd assume Spedza would be a part of that deal. Mm-hmm. I assume Timoshov would probably have to be a part of that deal just to find a spot for him on the left wing. Um. But I don't know. He's got one more le- year left on his deal. He's a UFA after this season. It would be an interesting ad for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um just don't know where he would fit and how his salary would fit but that's why you have Brandon Pridham yeah all uh, right uh Tyler
2: so Hyman's gonna be coming back pretty soon uh they gotta clear some roster spots so Patan Marinchin, they're probably gone um so they have to move one more guy and it looks like it's gonna be between Nick Shore Jason Spetsa or uh, Timashov. yeah so um who who's your bet who's gonna who's gonna leave
1: well, to me, I hope it's Nick Shore. Um, I mean, he—I don't think he's been bad per se, but I think I've been really impressed with Timoshov. He was kind of the surprise out of camp to make the team, and I think he's been quite good in the bottom six. Like he's—he's he's thrown the body around a bit. He—he he has a little bit of grit. I mean, he's not the biggest guy, but he—he he plays with a little bit of uh, grit down there, kind of like kind of like Trevor Moore from last year with a little bit more a little bit more grit to his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Spetta, I think they need a guy like him with uh, just all the experience he has, the, the bit of offensive upside, the face-off wins are always important. Um, so I think Nick Shore, although he might not deserve to be kicked off, I think he's just kind of the odd man out at this point.
2: And, um, and Babcock loves Nick Shore, though. He loves him on the face-offs, on the penalty kill, and that's something that the Leafs are lacking. So that might be one of the reasons why they keep him. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe Timoshev because he can be sent down. He doesn't have to go through waivers. No, he uh, <laughs> has to go through waivers. Timoshev has to go yeah. through waivers.
0: That's why he wasn't cut at the beginning of the season is because he's hit that age where he now has to go through waivers or he's played a certain amount of games. Even if
2: he's on his entry level. Even
0: if he's on his entry level. Okay. Oh. So it, one of these guys has to go on waivers. I saw rumored last night from, I believe... T.S.N. Simmer, I think, is his handle. This is an Ottawa Senators beat reporter. He said that he heard rumors that Spezza was going to be the guy waived, um, who's not really exactly in Babcock's good books. He's sitting with eight penalty minutes already this season. Faceoff percentage is fifty point seven, and when you compare that to Nick Shore, he also has eight, but his. Face-off winning percentage is Mm 60.78. So I think it's just a matter of time before Jason Spezza ends up in an Ottawa Senator uniform.
2: I think if they were to get rid of Spezza, it would be by trade. I don't think they would waive Spezza because I think there, there is a higher chance of Jason Spezza being claimed on waivers than Nick Shore being claimed on waivers. So I think if they were to go with Spezza is the odd man out, then they would try and trade him. If they can't trade him, they'll put Shore on waivers. I think that's kind of how it should work. And keep Timoshev.
0: I don't know. I think if you put Jason Spetz on waivers, you expect to lose him. Yeah. And I just don't think it's a fit anymore with the Leafs. What do you think, um, Tyler?
1: I mean, I just think Spetz has been... Right from the start, I've not been happy with the way Babcock has been treating Spetsa like he took a pay cut to come here. He definitely could have got at least double what he's getting uh, if he had assigned elsewhere. And uh, I understand Babcock wants to change his role a little bit, and that's understandable at this stage in his career, but I just think he deserves, at this point in his career, I think he deserves a shot on this roster more so than Nick Shore does. Whether it's all down to performance is up for debate. I just think he has way more offensive upside than Nick shore does. And you, you do need a little bit of that in your bottom six. Um, and yeah, I think out of anyone, he just deserves it more, whether that should be a factor on a team trying to compete for the family cup. That's uh, another question, but I I just think he deserves it. He he sacrificed a lot to come to Toronto, he wanted to play for us
2: and i think
1: he's just been given uh the short end of the stick since he arrived.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, interesting. I I do agree. I do agree with with um with your opinion on Spezza. I definitely think he deserves that shot to stay on the Leafs and win a Stanley Cup and you do need that experience um especially to have on your your bottom line um if you want to make a run in the playoffs, you want that He has some. I don't know if he has too much playoff experience, but he's been around the league for so many years. You want to have that on your team. Good locker room guy. I think uh, John Tavares spoke about him recently, says that he's a great guy to have, and they don't want to, well, he didn't say that they don't want to lose him, but I think he kind of referenced that. He doesn't want him to be the guy to to leave when Hyman comes back. Um, We want to talk some Jays with you. Um, they, uh, They just lost Devin Travis. The end of an era. Um, yeah, uh rough season for the Jays. we haven't talked too much Jays so far on the show um for th- good
0: reason. they've
2: yeah, okay <laughs> they've they've got a somewhat busy off season coming up. It's gonna be an interesting one to see what they do if they wanna try and uh ex- exceed the timeline, I guess, like fast forward a bit or if they want to take another year to kind of rebuild. um what do you see their uh, plan as, I guess heading into uh free agency?
1: It's kind of hard to read. I mean, I don't I don't think the Jays are ever going to are going to be big spenders this off season. I mean, it's there's good there's a couple high end free agents, but after that it just drops off right into a mid-tier. Like last season was was crazy with the amount of money that was being thrown around. Um this year there's a couple, there's Garrett Cole and there's Straussberg for the starters and then there's Rendon as the hitter and when those, after those three it kind of drops off a bit. I've been hearing They've had some interest in kind of middling starters like Jake Odorizzi from the Twins and Zach Wheeler from the Mets, mm-hmm. um, which I would like those additions. They're not; they're both late twenties and they still have some time on their hands. And uh, I think we definitely need to upgrade our rotation. They got Chase Anderson from the Brewers to just kind of fill out a fourth or fifth uh, role in the rotation, um, which I think is good. So I think opening they, day
2: starter. Potentially,
1: yeah, potentially, um, and I think they just they're they're looking mostly at center field. They definitely need uh, they need an upgrade in the outfield somewhere, whether it's in the corner and then moving Gritchick to center field or getting a center fielder and then the rotation. Because last year the rotation was just kind of a revolving door, and everyone that was coming in wasn't playing too well. Um, so I think those are their two areas for the most uh, most in need of upgrades.
2: Yeah, I can see them definitely upgrading in the outfield. Um, we talked with Drew a bit in one of the classes. Mm-hmm. He thinks that they should go after um, Andrew Benintendi from the Red Sox. I don't know about okay. that. It's kind of a long shot.
0: Don't forget about David yeah. Price.
2: Oh, yeah, he also said that they should bring back David Price, so <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I
1: uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. There's and that contract, in yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: I, I was looking at a guy like Clint Frazier. Um, okay. He's a little bit older now, but he he had a lot of uh, pedigree a couple of years ago. And this is
2: the Yankees guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Yankees guy.
1: Right, yeah. He came over in, uh, I forget which trade it was. He came over from the, the Indians, I think. Um, and, yeah, I think he would be a great addition. I don't think he'd cost too much. I mean, it seems like we have a lot of younger pitchers that are kind of middle, uh, middle, project to be middle starters. I think we have enough of those guys where we could give up a guy or two to get Clint Frazier and just try him out, see what he's like. I think he has the potential to be an everyday center fielder. Um, but, I mean, obviously we'll see. And then there's also Jordan Groshans, mm-hmm. who's our second-best prospect shortstop. Bichette's obviously blocking him now, so he could be a big trade-bait guy if Jeez, we're trying yeah. to get a better pitcher. Or a better outfielder, he's definitely someone we could look to trade. Like we have enough in the infield right now, where that's our area of strength. So we can look to move some of those prospects for outfielders or pitchers. I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think the only problem with um, I have with moving Groshans would be he could be used as a third baseman for the future when Vladdy um, goes to DH. I think I think they are playing Groshans a lot at third base in the minors now so that oh really so that is I don't know like yeah Groshans is a big piece but they really have to be getting a lot back because I think he could be some value for them in the future especially at third um
1: yeah yeah if they're looking at that then that's definitely something that uh we should at least try him out before before trading him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because yeah I think they have a lot of concern with uh Guerrero and his his weight and his mobility and They don't want him getting injured and getting that bad out of the lineup. So he'll probably end up playing a lot of first and DH in the next couple years, I would think.
2: Yeah. And uh, before you uh, head off here, um, talk a bit about the MLS Cup uh, Championship, Toronto FC Seattle Sounders on Sunday. Um, What are your predictions for that game?
1: Well, yeah, shout out to them. Third time in four years. All three times against uh, Seattle. That's crazy. I think I think a three-1 win is uh wow. is what's gonna happen okay. for CFC. Yes. I think it sucks that uh, Alvador will not be in I mean maybe he'll surprise us and make an appearance but it's looking that's like that's in doubt um I think Pawello will score a couple he's been looking really good in the playoffs and then I think maybe hometown kid Azorio will get the'll uh, get the third
0: you don't think Delian's going to continue his streak? of scoring mm. in late games to win it for their Toronto?
1: Yeah, I mean, that the performance in overtime there was uh, a couple games ago was pretty was pretty crazy, but I'd rather see it go to the hometown guy.
0: Very fair, very fair.
2: <laughs> What's your prediction, Connor? Uh,
0: I am less optimistic, <laughs> and I see a one nothing Seattle win happening. Whoa. Ooh. I don't think Toronto's going to beat Stefan Fry. He's too good.
2: All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler Moore, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh thanks for coming on again.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me again. And uh yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Good luck with uh with this season, guys, and I'll be tuning in every week. Awesome. Thanks a
0: lot.
2: Thank you. Have a good one.
0: See ya. Yeah. Cut him off a little early, apologies, but uh that was Tyler Moore making his triumphant return. Uh Quickly, before we wrap up, we got to do our hot takes, because we both forgot about that up until now. Uh, but before we get there, we got to talk about the Wolf Pack because they just brought in Sonny Bill Williams, which is huge for not only the Wolf Pack but also rugby league as a whole. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see how they do this season as they step up again to the top of the uh, rugby league divisions in England. Uh, I think their season starts in, like, April or May, potentially. I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be really t- interesting to see what happens. Shout-out to South Africa, because we forgot to mention that. Uh, they won the Ru- Rugby World Cup. They beat England uh, 32-12 to in a pretty good game. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we have... About two and a half minutes left. Do we have to mention anything else other than why did Altidore say he's not going to play? Uh, He said that? He said he's not going to play? He said it would take a small miracle. Okay. And oh, then yeah. He, I actually saw that. I saw that. And then Vanny upped that today to it's going to take slightly less of a smaller mir- hmm. small miracle. So he's going to be active. He's not going to play. Um, Vanny was trying to cover himself and make a joke. Okay. In my opinion, but... Whatever.
2: I guess we'll see what happens on Sunday. It should be a good one.
0: What is your hot take this week as I try to come up with mine because I just filled so much time for you?
2: Okay, hot take. (laughs) Um, We haven't talked about this sport or this event on our show yet. KSI, Logan Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got to mention that. I wanted to talk to Matt about that a little bit. Oh, we forgot. But um, hot take, I think KSI will knock out Logan in round two. Round two, it's going to be an early knockout. He's going to surprise a lot of people, and a lot of people are saying that he's going to win in the later rounds and Logan will win in the early rounds. I think KSI might surprise a couple of people.
0: That's the third time I've heard someone predict knockout in round two. Okay. So maybe. Um, so your hot take, KSI, round two. Not a hot take. I'm just going to throw in my opinion as well. I'm going to go KSI, round five.
2: Yeah, that's also kind of what I'm thinking. Either like round two or five. Or, Something like or I that. Guess, I could even see Logan round
0: two. So. I hope it's round five just so I get to see Logan Paul get absolutely beaten. Yes. Um, but <laughs> my my hot take is we have one minute left in the show. Huh? Uh, let's make it Toronto FC related. I'm going to go with... <laughs> this is probably not going to happen, but it would be amazing if it did. Toronto FC doesn't get a shot on target all match. They went on penalties to reverse to reverse what happened in 2016.
2: Oh, that's oh uh, yeah. That's, that's what exactly happened? what happened oh, with
0: Seattle in 2016. So I'm hoping for a reversal. Wait, what? Yeah. Tor- wait, Seattle didn't get a shot. They didn't get a shot on target, and Toronto had like in the whole to game. In the whole, whole game. game. What? Yeah, and they won on penalties. But oh, that my. was not a happy night for me. I'll tell you that much. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction because. That Toronto FC attack is looking mighty weak without Altador. But with that, thank you so much for listening. Yep, thank you to our guests. Thank you to our guests, Tyler, Matthew, and, and Nick. Nick. Uh, we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Big League. Hopefully this stuff is going to go online fairly soon. YouTube,
2: um, I'm thinking now. YouTube. YouTube? Yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to stick with YouTube, probably on the old YouTube channel, I'd mm-hmm. assume. Yep. Uh, And with that, thank you for watching. We will see you next week. Goodbye.